This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. We in the fire rain. We've had way too much of the first, still too much of the second, and the latter picks favorites. The wind has been brutal the past month. There were videos of round bales being blown across Kansas. As dry as it was in the southern plains, if they were plowed like in the 1930s, there would have been massive dust storms as a result. Winds there the past month were 6 to 10 miles per hour above normal with gusts 30 to 40 miles per hour with extremes of 70. Crops were damaged. There are fires in Arizona and New Mexico with the smoke blowing east across Texas and the south, with some taken north by the jet stream across the Great Lakes into Canada. It hit over 100 degrees, setting a new record high in Siberia recently. The dust storm in the headlines was Saharan dust crossing the mid-Atlantic into the Caribbean that will reach the southeast U.S. This happens every few years, but this time it is near a record 4,000 miles long. The dust is so bad that it is reducing visibility at ground level in Puerto Rico, Antigua, Virgin Islands, where they need rain to clear the air. This is obviously being driven by strong winds starting in the Saharan Desert. The African dust will actually mix with some of the smoke coming from the wildfires in the U.S. desert southwest in the Gulf. Climatologists say that this event is memorable in intensity and coverage. The current SOI is heading toward La Nina territory, a negative 8. The 30-day SOI is a negative 7.82. The 90-day SOI is a negative 3.04. La Nina is unlikely to get locked in enough to impact 2020 U.S. growing crops, that could well reach the threshold to impact the coming crop season in South America. That brings a mixed outlook for Brazil, where La Niña's benefit the Mato Grosso, while bringing drought to Bahia in southern Brazil. The good and bad usually average out in Brazil. Argentina typically sees drought in smaller crops during La Niña's. Here in the U.S. this crop season, when corn and soybeans go in early with generally high subsoil moisture levels, the crops are tough to kill. The recent string of 90 degree plus temperature days came at the right time when there was generally plenty of moisture and crops were at a less vulnerable stage. I saw fence post high corn traveling to and from Ames last weekend. Rains have fallen. More rain is forecast. Temperatures ahead are not that threatening and the pollination should come early because of early planting. The soybean crop was the earliest planted ever here so that crop will be made sooner too in late July instead of August. All we need is a few timely rains. Both corn and soybeans are on track for above trend line yields. I'm hoping that the early start will aid in dry down this fall, so harvest moisture will make the crops easy to store. I think that we will want to avoid harvest sales. Markets taken as a whole appear to be at another tipping point. Most have had recovery, some significant and some like milk, even stellar. Poor weekly closes could set the table for resumption of bear markets with significant weakness ahead. We are not going to solve our financial problems until the health problem is solved. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell was right about that. Our health problem is not solved. and In fact, trends there are heading in the wrong direction again. The virus is still winning in the first wave. Globally, it is now devastating the southern hemisphere. A Brazilian judge ordered President Bolsonaro to wear a mask. Good luck with that. He takes his cues from our leader. The EIA weekly estimate of U.S. crude oil stocks once again exceeded trade estimates while setting a new high. 
Given the recovery in the crude oil market, there was already talk from the Fed that some shale oil producers were preparing to resume production. U.S. distillate stocks are huge as well, still near highs. Gasoline stocks have been declining as demand improved, but neither stocks nor demand are near the old normal. The uneven reopening of the country could stall the demand improvement. The energy recovery failed to fill chart gaps coming under selling. Ethanol values went with the flow. Ethanol and unleaded gas are again near par. Weekly ethanol production was up 15 million gallons and stocks were off 13 million, which is a further improvement in demand. Ethanol plants in good enough financial shape to resume production have now done so. It is going to take a lot more to get other idle plants going again. Many will need recapitalize either from investors or from the government. This week's ethanol production was still 17% short of last year. USDA did not accommodate for a reduction in the ethanol corn crush that has happened, so we'll have to reduce its crust estimate in subsequent weighed reports as they total up to damage. The ethanol crush could be 75 to 90 million bushel too high. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.